The Evolve Pod is brought to you by TriceFromCoaching.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Evolve Pod. This is episode 29, and I've got a cool episode lined up for us this, this week. Uh, a friend and an old client, Carmen Somerset, has, has offered and agreed to come onto the podcast to mm-hmm. talk to us today about a recent uh, English Channel Relay Swim. And there's a little bit more to it than just an English Channel Relay Swim. This is coming from Carmen, who, when I met Carmen, probably in 2014, around that sort of time, you know, we were just chatting off off record, pretty much a non-swimmer who's taken this incredible journey of kind of growth and almost self-actualization to achieve a goal that I'm pretty convinced is, is not the be all and end all. I think there's a lot more to come. But I think this story is going to be really beneficial for everybody to have a listen to, to really take inspiration from and challenge ourselves, you know, to do things that we think might be outside our remit. And Carmen, welcome to the Evolve Pod. I know you've just moved to Brighton a few months ago. How's it going down there? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm well. I'm settling in. Um, I've, yeah, I'm slowly um, joining swimming clubs and finding sewers and yoga studios and yeah, things like that. So um, I've probably only been I've been down here now for well, not even three months yet. So yeah, still, still, yeah, it, very much settling in. Do you feel like you're settling in kind of would you would you now call it home? Yeah, it, the funny thing is it's always felt like home. So yeah. I was I guess to go back a bit. So um I went to uni at Brighton um so 20 odd years ago, um left, moved back home to Croydon, moved to London, um, moved to Abingdon, like Oxfordshire. Um, and then yeah, 16 years later I've come back. Um, so it does feel like I'm back. It feels like I'm home. Um, there's a lot of settling in to do that will come, but there's a really nice piece because I'm in the right place. Um, yeah. That's really cool that you've kind of found that place that gives you like proper peace. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. that. What, yeah. what What is it about Brighton that gives you that peace? Is it the draw of the sea? Is it the, the environment, the because it's not a part of the world I've spent that much time in I've, I've visited there I've done some running events down there and it's, it is beautiful what what is it that draws you back to there I think it's the it, it's the mix of uh, busy bustling city busy bustling city which is kind of what I'm used to what I've grown up with but then I guess with the element of the sea it's you have got a calmness to it so I think unlike London, and I work in London at the moment, and I've worked in London for, for other companies over the years, it's just nat- just naturally very busy. I just find it naturally very busy without the calmness, whereas I think Brighton, for me, offers best of both worlds. Um, and even though when I was a student, I wasn't, in, in, well, I wasn't swimming as such, or definitely not sea swimming, but having come back now a different person, it's exploring you kind of like my new Brighton so what what Brighton can now offer that it didn't necessarily need or want to give me when I was younger so you're sort of almost peeling back the layers of the same place to see what yeah. else is there now for, yeah. a, for a different you yeah a different that's, experience yes yeah. really interesting like you've sort of mentioned it a few times now about peace and almost tranquility that 
that Brighton can give you? Have you always needed that or is that something that's kind of developed over the last sort of five, six, seven, eight years plus? Okay, that's an interesting question. Um, so I think that um, it's probably something that you hear a lot, I guess. Well, I do. Maybe that's because kind of, you know, the podcasts you listen to, the people you talk to, I do a lot of yoga. So it's always kind of like that, you know, that that talk about finding peace is there. Um, but I would say, have I always, so it's not necessarily something that I've always been aware of, but as I've done more, yoga or like tapping into I'd say those podcasts that are sort of reaching out to me that you think well where's my piece and what does that look like so I guess it's kind of exploring that and then I don't know it's not I think when you start think like you know people that influence you or inspire you and you can see they they found their piece and it could be completely different to yours and that's you know that's beautiful then you want to find yours and you don't necessarily like you know I don't think it's necessary I woke up one day I was like right I need to find peace but and it's very different to happiness that's what I've also sort of realized is that yes you do feel happy but there's also it's just for me it's like that um the calmness and feeling quite content so yes problems will still rise and things are not perfect and there still continues to be you know uncertainty because that's life but you don't feel as or I don't feel as um as stressed or like searching you, you know that like kind of yeah, a stillness to it yeah that's really cool I like that you sort of you're not kind of searching for that thing that you're not quite sure what it is I can definitely resonate yeah. with that personally 100 yeah. percent let's um let's get into the into the sort of the, the sporting background because obviously yeah. we've already mentioned it about swimming a relay channel swim that's quite a big undertaking it's quite a big challenge yeah, I say quite a big challenge. It's a big, massive challenge. Have you always been sort of sporty or kind of, kind of into your health and fitness, sort of through the years and you know through university and through that sort of the, the jobs moving back into London? Has sport been something that you've always kind of tried your hand at and been, you know, being part of you? Yes and no. So my, I guess my um, old Brighton self when I was a student, definitely not um absolutely definitely not um they were I guess I, I maybe a typical student I don't know there would be times when I'd dabble into it like I never hated I wouldn't necessarily say sport but I'd say exercise so I'd go through phases you know doing a bit of running or join a gym or you know I'd like dabble into bits as, as phases and I wouldn't necessarily say that I don't come from a sporty family but I come from a very active family um, my dad is actually very sporty. I suppose you could say my dad is, um, you know, very, very keen runner over the years, sea swimmer himself, um, now probably sort of more of a cyclist. Um, he doesn't do as much running as he used to. And then with my sisters and my mum, they wouldn't necessarily say he was like sporty, but just active with our lives, whether that's like horse riding, yoga, uh, walking, you know, just being outside or doing stuff. Um, but I think yeah it's just you know I think yeah as as I've matured and as I've made some very significant life changes or life choices um that's kind of like there's I don't know how to explain it but life has just sort of like changed and I've like developed into the life that I'm leading now I think we'll get into some of those lifestyle choices a little bit later Mm -hmm. in the podcast 
Well, when when I when I go back to <clears throat> when I met you first of all, probably 2014, around I think it was around that sort of time. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to you on poolside at one of the club sessions that you came to, and you were very much an out and out runner. Yeah. Run, 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 run. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really like the thought of jumping on a bike, um, and didn't necessarily like the thought of swimming too much either, but wanted to give it a crack. And I, I do remember that, and I can remember watching your stroke and you know helping you out with your, with your yeah. freestyle like, at the very beginning. Like, what was it that drew you to swimming? And because it, for me, it's kind of it's, it's this crazy process of being like turning up to a to a group session, feeling you know like maybe potentially a little bit of imposter syndrome. What am I doing here? Oh, yeah. yeah. So now, seven, eight years later, well, whatever it is, well, having, having got into this crazy open water lifestyle and swam, swam the channel, essentially, with a team. <laughs> so, I mean, what, what, kind of, what kind of sparked you to have a go at swimming at, the, at that point? Yeah, just before I will answer that question, but before I do, it's like, I think imposter syndrome, I'll come back, well, maybe I'll come back to it, but imposter syndrome, it's taken quite a long time for me to like, to deal with that from a swimming point of view, which is interesting. But um, what got me into swimming, it was, I, I, as you said, and before before we met, um, when I was living in Croydon, I was doing an awful lot of running. I don't know, I could have easily run every day. Um and you know it's quite big distances I was you know doing quite a lot of marathons at the time um and I I knew that I had to do something other than just run I had to find something else and it was only ever just as a uh kind of something in the background to take me off my feet um to complement the running it's not going to take away from the running it's not going to steal the show it's just going to be in the background something that I can do to just help support my you know my running not you know um which obviously isn't what happened um and I think it's taken or it did take quite a while for me to allow myself to really fall in love and say like yes I've loved running and I still well I'm not running at the moment because it just causes too many injuries but um I've always got time to swim like you know if, if there's a choice between what I'll do I'll go for a swim um so it's it's taken a while for me to I guess allow myself to say like you know what my plan was you know swimming in the background just maybe swim once a week to complement the running has kind of completely flipped um and to allow that to happen so so was it kind of by chance you, you kind of got into to swimming because running was taken away from you by injury and then you almost started to learn to love it was there a point at which a turning point at which you suddenly thought hang on a minute a, I quite like this, and B, I'm quite good at it. I think it was just because it was so different. And I think so, but also, well, uh, yes, the two sports are different, but I mean also so different in terms of um, probably just life and structure. And I think also by default, and I was thinking about this before the podcast, is that whenever I run, I kind of always think, right, if, you know, if my brain is quite busy when I run, which works, that's fine, you know, but you might be thinking about conversations you've had that day or problems you need to sort out or, I don't know, shopping list, to-do list, whatever. Um, or you're running with someone and you're talking because you're using that time and that's what you want to do. Um, or with swimming, yeah, obviously, you know, and, and, unless you're doing, you know, winter winter sea swimming or open water dipping, yeah, you're going to maybe have, you know, your head up and you're going to be chatting to who you're swimming with. But generally, you know, head, you know, and obviously, you know, swimming not a, a talking sport, but when I swim, I just let the mind take over 
I don't plan what I'm going to think about or think about anything in particular. I just swim. And of course, thoughts come up. And, um, you know, particularly if you're, well, if you're on a long swim or, you know, it's not a great swim, then yes, sometimes they, you can go to quite dark places, but I just let that happen. And that's quite different from life because I think life is quite structured and organized and lots of doing and planning, whereas swimming, just let, just let it happen. I think that's a really good um, way to sum up where I think you are at at the moment in which where you say you kind of go to those dark places. Sometimes I think people that aren't necessarily that confident about themselves and about who they are don't really want to go to dark places. And if you do start going to a dark place, you quickly stop because you don't really want to explore what that means. I think the more comfortable you get with yourself, the easier it is to go to those dark places and just go, well, do you know what? This is it's just happening and just roll with it and you'll come out the other side absolutely fine the question i want to ask you is when when i used to coach you on the on the friday morning um speed sessions you know that was all about you know hitting times hitting the wall you know you're constantly engaging in counting your lengths etc etc when you go for a swim now if let's say pool swimming do you count your lengths or do you just go for a swim and just just swim for the sake of swimming yeah so i've got i think it's well I think for a few reasons it's changed recently, but it, it, that's not it's partly down to situation. So um, it's changed for a couple. Well, at the moment, it's well, it's changed for a couple of reasons. Or most recently, it's probably changed because I think with the pandemic and you know closures of you know pool squads. Obviously, I don't need to talk about talk about that too much. But you know that kind of then very naturally changed how you're going to swim. And it pretty much, you know, for a long time, there wasn't that much swimming happening or you were, you know, swimming where you could with mates who were still keen to swim. So that just became all about the swimming rather than times or distance or measuring anything. That was just doing something that we love, um, you know, in the pandemic because, you know, we were in lockdown. Um, And then I think also with training for the channel, it was all about, uh, confidence in sea and it's uh, so my approach to training with my coach and with our team was that it was overall confidence in the scene sea and just the ability to keep swimming um you know it's we didn't necessarily uh go into too much data with it it was more about it's more about the endurance so be obvious you know be fit enough and be as fast as you can but at the same time we were training in a pandemic without squads, without our clubs, without our coaches. Um, so it was very different. So it was more about that kind of mental resilience and overall confidence so that if something came up on the swim, we'd be okay. I think even if we weren't our fastest. Yeah, definitely. And I think something yeah. like the, the channel swim, there's there's a lot of uh, variables that you cannot control. Yeah. As in the time you're going to set off, the conditions, yeah. the light, dark, you know, all these things that you know, you can go off data, but data would only mean so much for a challenge like the channel. And I think you could have all the data you, you want, but if you haven't got it in your mindset, you're not going to yeah. achieve. Yeah. That's why I think that's a really good strategy, you know, yeah. for, you know, moving forward. Anyone who's take, undertaking a big challenge, you know, you get your mindset right and the data will back that up. If your mindset's and not you, right. That's the thing. You can't. And also, I guess it's like the challenge itself. It was just that you need to swim for an hour. You need to put in a really good, solid hour it's irrelevant how it's large you know you're not swimming a set distance within your hour which is cover as much distance as you can 
but it's teamwork. So it's just working together on each hour that you're doing. And you don't wear a watch. But you obviously can if you want. But I didn't wear a watch. Um, so you literally just swim. Do you find that liberating, not wearing a watch? Um, well, when I did, well, normally if I normally if I do swim, I, I would. Um, um, so you've got some sort of reference. I'm not, I'm not, I don't sort of pay too much attention to it. But um, yeah, on the relay, I didn't wear a watch. Okay. So let's go back to the sort of the, uh, the, the your journey to get into the point where you've you know you're stand you're standing getting ready to swim the channel well I mean when did you even start open water swimming because that's quite a big yeah. step for yeah. a, for a kind of a self-proclaimed basically non-swimmer to <laughs> come to a club session do a couple of club sessions then join a squad session do do a kind of well you did a good two and a half years I think of training with us on a Friday morning to then going into open water what well, you know what was that like first time in open water can, think, can, can you remember like, it oh yeah yeah vividly <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about yeah. what was that like oh my god it was terrifying <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so funny it's uh it's uh, Berensfield Lake um yeah. you know it's, it's just so funny it's so anyway I just love it that that's the lake that I did then have done an enormous amount of swimming in because when I look back to my very first time going there I was petrified I didn't want to put my head in um and I did but and probably not for very long um what I think think like so I guess to go back a couple of steps like I've even though even when I wasn't necessarily like a swimmer um I've always really liked sort of dipping in cold water so is it you know if like on holiday and even if it was like you know not necessarily warm I'd still have to just run into the sea for five minutes um so that I've always liked that and then I guess as I started to learn actually learn how to swim and you know the work that we did in the pool uh, just maybe just started to think hang on a second like you know maybe I could maybe it doesn't just have to be in the pool and the, the thing that actually like the reason why I actually went into well, the reason why I started lake swimming or started getting into the lake was that um, uh, Abingdon Tri Club, who was a member with at the time, they were doing, and this is how naive I was at the, at the end of the season. So the whole season had gone past me without me even realising that there is, you know, other places to swim, not just pools. Um, <laughs> the end of the season, they were doing their nighttime swim. And that's what caught my interest. The nighttime swim. So, which is so bizarre because it's like, okay, so still pretty new swimmer, um, you know, still had a lot to learn in the pool, uh, zero confidence in open water, haven't been swimming in open water, but this nighttime swim was like, okay, that's what I want to go and do. So, I thought, okay, I need to do some daylight swimming first and figure out like wetsuits and like all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's um, that's how it started. It's really interesting though, you, rather than, you know, rather than just pick a kind of, I'm just going to, my challenge is to swim a kilometre around the lake. It's going to go and I'm going to go and I want to go and do that at night. Well, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. I, yeah. That's, um, yeah, it sounds like the type of thing that I would do, you know, not just pick the standard thing, go for something a little bit more interesting. I, just, <laughs> I, know, I, I didn't really necessarily think about it because actually I was so naive to even yeah. like, you know, think, well yeah it's the end of the season like you've missed the whole season but I thought okay well never mind you know so I'll just swim through the winter and uh, 
was it a case then of you know that night swim you you know once you've done a few swims to get there it kind of did you find that the sort of the whatever was um worrying you about the open water swimming started to kind of ease yeah. and started to calm yeah. down a little bit and yeah. then you started to value it a lot more in terms of hang on a minute this is bringing me x y and z potentially that beginning of that piece as well yep um yeah so then you know you start getting into the open water and then you started swimming all the way through that winter straight away well i didn't know my first winter i i i remember vivid i got to about mid-december i got to mid-december and you know i was, I was wet suit. i probably had all the, all the leoprene on that you could you know you can wear um and i got to mid-december but everything i like so cold I was always so so cold in that first winter and I well I didn't go all the way through um and but but I did not enjoy it I just knew that I needed to perhaps come away from open water and well work on work on my technique in the pool anyway and then also think about like okay so how can I make this open water easier for me like all cold open water so it didn't put me off it made me sort of rethink okay what do I need to do okay um so if I use the the example of if you said about your naivety of going straight in for a nighttime swim at what point did you consider the channel relay then did you did you kind of think to yourself okay I start I need to start doing some bigger events some longer events you know like some marathon swims or 5k's 10k swims I mean, was the channel always something in the back of your mind at that point? Or was it something that just kind of came about because it was like the next logical step? Yeah, so I know. So I, there was probably quite a bit of a gap. So I, so from, and this, like, I've mentioned this to you before, and it's probably the memories, like, it's probably for you a very insignificant comment because it was just a, a comment. I, but for me, it was like quite, it was pinnacle. So I remember, uh, you know, pretty, you know, in my early days, turning up to squad and complaining that we were swimming 400s. <laughs> that's a really long way. That's a really those, long way. For those non-swimmers, that's 16 lengths of a 25 metre pool. <laughs> um, and I was, I remember moaning that that's a really long way. And then you just said to me, try swim further. And then I remember doing that session thinking, oh, you know, like, try swim further, try to, like, I'm, so, you know, it's like, that kind of like a bit angry and a bit frustrated, try swim further. And it just stuck with me. And then when I came out, like, you know, at some point over the next few days or whenever, I was like, try swim further. And I was like, okay, I will. Okay. And then that, and then it kind of just, and then I just, in, in a way, I got out of my own way because that's probably what that struck was on the pool side. You know, I was in my own way. I had my barriers up. I was being grumpy. And actually, you let them come down. Like, you let them come down. And then the swimming just, like, and then I went on to do my first, uh, like, open water event. So I did, like, 4K, which felt enormous at the time. Um, I then went on to do a 10K. Um, and then that's when I started to think, okay, what else can I do? Um, and that's where, yeah, the itch for the channel started. I really like that because there's for me obviously swimming pools are a massive benefit for everybody who swims to training you get your technique the work done you can be really accurate on your timings your testing etc you've got set distances that you can swim you know to the nearest centimeter all that kind of stuff yeah 
but also like you said it it, it, it is a barrier the end of the lane is a barrier like if you take a beginner swimmer for example somebody says i can only swim one length they'll swim to the end and touch the wall and stop and they are going to do 25 meters but if you could budge the pool up to 30 meters they probably swim to the end and stop and say i can only do one length but in the open water you don't have that barrier you don't have that opportunity to sort of stop so someone will swim as far as they feel they can swim which is a lot better than swimming to the target and then giving yourself the opportunity to stop if you want to and I think you know you can start to transfer that and I'm you know I still use that coaching technique with some of my athletes today that I use with you it's like okay well if if, if there's a barrier try and smash it down not through it like swim beyond it and then it's not a barrier anymore um and I think open water swimming is a real good opportunity to do that so I'm really glad that kind of stuck with you. It that's worked. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So then, so you've got this idea of the channel, you know, you did a, a 4K swim, you said, and then and then this idea of the channel swim came about. Was it one of those ideas where you sort of said, oh, I could do the channel and then sort of start giggling because you think probably not. It's not, it's a bit of a dream. It's not going to be a real thing. Or was it something like, because I've had it before, you set yourself, you sort of say to yourself, I think I could do that. And then you can almost feel this kind of like seed is sown in your brain and you can't quite get rid of it. And then you keep kind of watering it with more thoughts and stuff and it starts to grow and grow and grow. (laughs) How was that experience for you? Um, So it started off where I just wanted to, um, it's like in disguise, isn't it? You you say to yourself, I just want to speak to a few people who have done channel and it was always relay, but you know, I just, I just want to speak to a few people who have done a relay. And it's like that kind of like asking for a friend thing. It's like, what, what, okay, but why? Why do you want to speak to a few people? Like, you might, you know, there must be some interest there. I was like, no, no, I just want to speak to people. I'm just interested. You know, no, I'm not going to do one. I'm not going to do one. Uh, just interested. Me, I can do one. You know, that kind of imposter syndrome back. Um, and then um, through Facebook, uh, through Facebook group, um, it kind of just, well you know there was a kind of a bit of a there was interest from people and some people have done previous relays and they were sort of looking to maybe do another one and then it sort of almost died down a bit and I thought you know and that was fine because I thought okay you know I just wanted to talk to a few people not don't want to do one and then maybe like a few months later all of a sudden there was just this like huge interest from all of the people that perhaps you know um shown interest in the beginning to then uh start saying right okay who's actually serious like should we stop talking about it and do one and I was like shit um and I was like um okay yeah and I didn't think about it just did it like I didn't say oh I need to think about it for a week I was like okay I'm just gonna say yes because if I think about it I won't do it yeah if you think about it too much you run the risk of talking yourself out of it yeah so I need to say yes and and talk myself round to the confidence I'm going to do it and I've got two and a half years and at this point were you swimming in the open water particularly the sea non-wetsuit already um no so I so I was doing a lot of open water swimming and this is after I've done my marathon swim and various other swims um not a lot of sea swimming and still in a wetsuit so I then had to I didn't didn't this well I didn't come out it took me a while to actually get out of my wetsuit um and um yeah but one of the and the you know you learn a lot obviously from from these experiences but one of the first things to do if you're in a wetsuit like you know to say yes to doing a relay you know and then come out of your wetsuit um and so it did take me a while but I did come out of it in like during winter um so it's you know the water was still pretty cold 
um or very cold um and yeah I think but um so they were you know within that like within that like training period if you like or like two and a half years which obviously wasn't you know the training intensifies a lot over that period but there was so much to learn and to do to get ready and I want to kind of just reference your uh your sort of change in not personality that's the wrong wrong word but you know you're talking about your sort of transition from sort of previous Carmen to where you are now at what point on that kind of process were you when you kind of when you when you signed on to the channel relay I think that's probably in a way there was probably a lot of things happening in my life but I think that um one of them was probably just like you know letting some berries down and just like um just having a go going for it like don't don't help and also I think what I've learned from that experience is that you don't have you don't like it works for me to just like be the sort of person to say right I'm going to sign up to something I'm going to do something and I'll figure out how I'm going to do it like that that kind of works for me and if you know it's just um accepting that accepting how I how I would approach things rather than kind of holding myself back because I think I need to have all the answers and be ready and then say yes so fight so set your target and then work out how you're going to get there yeah rather than kind of do all the technique work do all the groundwork and then and then realize what what it is you want to do set your your target and work towards it yeah which works for me yeah that's Um, but yeah, and I think also, I guess, like, you know, just lifestyle choices, obviously, like hinted on it um, at the beginning of the podcast, but, you know, um, uh, to stop drinking, which again, wasn't necessary. like I didn't set out, I've now been sober for two years, didn't set out to do that. I stopped drinking for eight weeks. And that was, you know, two years ago. Um, so you just kind of, I think it's um, just let things happen you know because then that they will evolve and they will find their place do you yeah. think the drinking thing is quite a quite a I think I'm really interested in in the effects that stopping drinking can have on your mindset and your health mm-hmm. etc do you feel that 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 has played a big part in allowing you to discover who you are and sort of where you are now yeah definitely I think it's been the best decision of my life really yeah 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 can you explain that a little bit further I think that I was uh, yeah I felt like I was like torn into two different worlds I was like you know I was very good at partying um and even um quite early on in like the the eight-week period when I was just working out what I was going to do and I was you know and I had quite a lot of support at the time so I was exploring um, rather than just you know uh, cold turkey but um a friend within that period she said she said oh I hear you're not drinking and I said well you know no I'm not drinking at the moment she, you know they start asking loads of questions which you can't really answer because you're still figuring it out yourself and she said oh that's such a shame you're so good at drinking <laughs> right which actually was perfect it was perfect oh, really because I thought yes exactly and that's why I'm stopping because who wants to be good at drinking really well I don't I don't and so actually I think her comments sort of backfired because obviously you know she obviously might you know wanted me to sort of you know pick up a drink or you know join her for a glass of wine well it backfired because I was like okay this is exactly why I'm doing it because I that's not me I don't want to be that person anymore wow okay 
So you're kind of going into this channel thing with a with a suddenly quite a fresh new opportunity to recreate your whole approach to how you were going to train towards this challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the training. Um, so you've got you've given yourself two and a half years. Yeah. Cur- currently, at the time of signing up, still swimming in a wetsuit. Yeah. Uh, what's the <clears throat> so I'm channel swimming is not something I want to do and and but I'm always intrigued as to what you know the training the commitment the the ups and downs and stuff like that and the mentality you have to build to be able to even have a have a have a go at it you know talk to us about that talk to us about the training talk to us about how you kind of built that resilience in yourself to kind of to get into the channel oh god um way to start I think and like this is anybody I think this is what I could say to you know you know my my younger self but all my you know pre-relay self is that um you know I did have a a big and my friends were very helpful with this because there was a period before I'd even qualified for the channel and I was still very much kind of like um you know early days in the training I was still questioning me doing it I knew I wanted to and I felt very very determined um but I was questioning kind of maybe it's you know uh, you know, being surrounded by some, you know, amazing swimmers, you know, be that the pool, be that the lake, you know, I'm by far not, you know, at the level of some of the people that I've been fortunate to swim with and train with. So there was that imposter syndrome, you know, we've mentioned it a few times, but, and I really had to, you know, and that kind of working on that and getting over that for swimming and for the relay has just been able to help in life as well. Um, you know it, it, it translates into other areas of your life but I think in terms of the training um, I guess one of the um, the breakthroughs was actually qualifying so it's really it, I don't know if you know that much but you, like, about the relay and the, the structure is that you decide you're going to do it years years away because of your huge long waiting list um, and then you know you pay loads of money and you have to qualify with it well I think it's probably about 18 months but really you know about a year before you do it but with seasons and water temperature it's probably about six months before um and so being qualified doing my first qualifier and and getting through that even though it was um I, I felt I was on the edge um was that was amazing I was like okay you know you've qualified you could do this and the, the qualifier is horrible um so that gave me a lot of confidence um and I think just as I've gone as I went through the training you know there was um you know the the relationships you build with your team so as a team of four and you know we are you know we're really good friends you know we're still in contact probably most days <laughs> um, you know we you know they use I think it's the friendships because um like with all my swimming friends you see each other when you're not you know uh I don't know looking your best you know you're swimming out you know swimming in a lake getting changed by your car and obviously going through training with friends and the team you're tired you're you know you've got a lot of things in your mind you know it's all those things come together so you're probably not always your best self but you're doing it with people who really care about you so you form these really strong relationships with people um that's, that's, and, that's kind yeah. of like openness isn't it openness yeah. with, yeah. with people that you're you know you're growing closer to because you've got the same challenge and you're almost um sort of thinking out loud but you're relying on each other as you go so i think in a team of four 
probably you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but the team of four, if you know, if one of you is feeling down, the chances are at least two of you are probably feeling all right and won't be able to pick the other one and to see yeah. two back up. Um, which must be quite a cool thing to have as a kind of a team. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. You can I think, you know, um and you know, you've got you've got each other to, you know, like the um the mental resilience side of things to help each other with that. So if you're not feeling particularly confident or you don't have a good swim, um, you know, or you can go for a swim and you can come out and you can think, oh my God, I'm so cold. And then you start worrying that, you know, how am I gonna, how am I gonna possibly do the relay if I'm cold after 40 minutes? You know, you start doing that so you can help each other um and support each other through that. And then also I think it's just having people to train with. And it wasn't just my team, but you know, lots of my swimming mates, um, you know, training with people in what could actually be quite a lonely sport. Yeah, it sounds like you you've sort of for want of a better word found or fell into this community of swimmers that just kind of uh it becomes a lifestyle or not even a lifestyle it just becomes life that is your life yeah yeah and your your network and stuff like that yeah so then let's let's do it let's get into the swim like i again i this is i i do a lot of silly things and i've got a lot of things that I want to challenge myself to none of which involves swimming the channel and I can't imagine you know standing at the beginning and thinking right I'm you know I'm gonna swim even for an hour in the channel then get out and then get back in three hours later and do it again it's like just, just, <laughs> it seems just such an alien thing for me to contemplate talk to us about that I mean so what time of day did you set off um well so we actually so our first attempt was a failed one because the water was too rough so we all pulled yeah. back to Dover um which kind of screws up your sleeping because then we, we were back in Dover at 2am when we would have been two hours into our swim so that was kind of like a bit of a mental like oh what's going on anyway so that kind of but anyway when we actually so that was Friday then we had to just hang around in Dover hoping that we'd go on the Sunday not really knowing if we would um we uh what time did we leave well we got on the boat about midnight and chloe our first swimmer went off at uh, 20 past 20 past one yeah did you did you do any dark swimming yes yeah did you think back to that dark swim at berensfield lake yeah absolutely and even the funny thing is because i (laughs) when we because we like i didn't well you know you, you work out your order you know um swimmers you know weeks weeks before um and I'd have said that I don't mind swimming in the dark um Chloe wanted to swim actually well she wanted to go off first and you know she, and that really worked in terms of like speed and ability um for the rest of us um and it, yeah we just we naturally kind of found a really nice like um um order uh, of one to four but I did say that I don't mind swimming in the dark and then when I did my first swim and the thing is this like and even when I talked to my family about it and I said oh my first swim um so you're in the English channel you're doing the thing that you have spent so much time and a lot of money on um for two and a half years um 
paint pitch black but you know you have a great big light on you so actually when I swam in Berensfield it was much darker oh. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah when when we're like you come off the boat after your leg and then you say to a few of them you're like a bit disappointed that it wasn't as dark as it was you know it's like and also our training swims were pretty dark because we were just out in the sea um so yeah you you know I think yeah the training was the right way around did you find you know take swimming in the dark in the channel this is the thing you've been training for for a long time and you've probably felt a fair amount of pressure yeah. building up to that point did you feel peace while you were swimming in the channel but as in as in when you were midway through that challenge you know swimming in the dark in the channel did you did you kind of feel that satisfaction of yes this is this is it this is happening I feel I feel at one with the water um yes and no I think at the time there was just so much I, there was so much going on and also there's so much going on the boat so you know it's you do your swim and then you get on the boat and the, the time is weird so you're sometimes your hour swim can feel three hours and then you get on the boat for three hours but it's like 10 minutes and you're back in again and two of our girls were really ill um so you know it they were and so we were looking after each other and you know a, I just feel like the boat's quite small and there's a lot going on so I don't know if and yeah, I did, there was a, yeah, some swims there were an element of peace, but there was also quite a lot happening. I had a couple of swims, one in particular, most of it was jellyfish. Um, I remember, I think it was probably my third swim where I actually started to feel really cold. And I don't know if I was, or I was just tired and, you know, mind taking over. But um, I think it wasn't, I didn't necessarily feel like I, I just wanted to keep swimming and keep hold of some sort of focus rather than um, let my mind get ahead of myself and think we've done it until we did do it. Yeah. You know, I, just, I just focused on like breaking it down into chunks, just swimming as best as I could, trying not to freak out with anything. Um, because I've also like when I first got into the water for my first swim, um, yeah, I did have 10 seconds of sort of panic. I thought, God, this is it. Oh. and how did you manage that just breathing yeah I just thought okay you just need to swim because I thought you can screw this up for yourself but don't screw this up for the others because that would really annoy them <laughs> another benefit of having a team yeah. right <laughs> yeah and I thought and also because I was a second swimmer I thought don't screw it up now because two of them haven't swum yet <laughs> they'd be really annoyed <laughs> that is pressure yeah that is pressure. So I thought actually the only thing you need to do now is swim and that there's you know I've spoken to so many people like you know over the years running up leading up to this challenge sorry and um my physio always used to say something quite helpful it was like you just hired a boat with your mates and I was like well yeah we have okay so I did use that and I did just at times before we got on the boat I just made it, I made the whole challenge feel much smaller because at the t- like when I was in my hotel room, like when I was prepping my food and getting my bag ready, and I was like, oh my god, this is it, we're going to go now. Like we had our full start, but this is going to be it now. You know, we're going to be swimming through to Monday morning. Um, it, I made it feel so big, and then I just had to snap myself out of that and say, look, you you can throw everything at this. You can throw, you know, how much time you've taken, the money, you know, the pressure from not letting the others down or you can just say you're just really fortunate to be able to have this opportunity to hire a boat to be strong enough fit enough to swim with your mates in the sea which you can do that's yeah Um, 
yeah. I'm a massive fan of trying to normalize what you're yeah. setting yeah. yourself to do if you normalize it and you can try and convince yourself it's as normal a thing it, 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 and that's what I've done now I just feel like it yeah definitely. then it's much easier to get your head around and I say to people particularly like people going for their first Ironman is a really good example that let's say you were going to do an Ironman I'd say to you Carmen you want to be Carmen who, who's doing a bit of Ironman rather than Ironman Carmen who does a bit of work and a bit of socializing and a bit of other stuff you yeah. kind of want to just make it a, part, a piece of you but not yeah. the be all and end all because then it becomes this massive beast that you can't really control your emotions towards yeah. so it's really interesting how you like in those 10 seconds you manage to renormalize it to then go right okay come on yeah I'm back come in on, the, just, I'm just, just yeah. an hour swim that's all I've got to do yeah exactly yeah just and that's the thing I think is I can't not I can't not now see it as normal like it all you know and how I think about it how I think about my you know challenges that I've you know got in the pipeline it just make it feel normal Um, you you were the lucky swimmer that got to land in France right yeah I did and it's unfortunate yeah it's it's Covid so if um (laughs) yeah we would have been a so yes I got to land but the others would have been able to jump in and and yeah and swim yeah swim with us but um for, for reasons over only COVID can answer to, um, we couldn't do that. Um, but the thing is, I didn't even, and actually, you know, that was when I was going to do my last swim, the last leg. Um, I felt really nervous on that swim. And um, and they, the, the pilot doesn't know, you know, it's this is the other thing about the, you know, there's so much uncertainty with the relay because you, you don't know who's going to finish. You can kind of start to work out, but you really don't know until you know the very end um and never ask how far away you are or all that sort of stuff just keep swimming until they'll you know till they tell you to stop basically but um uh yeah Chloe was in and the pilot kept saying it's you know it's either going to be Carmen to swim for full hour and then Jane our third swimmer will finish or it might be Carmen we're not sure you know we've just got to see how Chloe's hour goes and then then as we were obviously getting much much closer the pilot said, Paul said, Carmen, you're going to finish. We've got a mile to go. And that, and then I said, I, I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. What if I do it wrong? And they said, how can you do this thing wrong? <laughs> after, after two and a half years. Like, what if I how do it wrong? How can you do this thing wrong? We've, we've practiced this bit. This is swimming to shore. This is what we always do. Okay. The bit that we've just done swimming in the middle of the, the channel isn't what we've done before so just swim to shore just pretend that we're at one of our beaches where we swim swim to the shore I was like okay fine um but yeah for a moment they obviously weren't taking me seriously I wasn't you know that wasn't necessarily being that serious but I did think okay you really can't screw this up because that would be really annoying and, and so for you touching, you know, touching land in France, how did that feel for you? Did you feel the kind of weight responsibility of your teammates? Be, I don't know, did you did you feel some sadness that they weren't allowed to swim that last bit with you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I felt sadness. Um, I felt, but then I felt I, we always, and we, because I think because we discussed so much as a team, all sorts of things, you know, we really aired, you know, all of our fears and worries and concerns. And we'd always said, we don't care who touches we just want someone to and I honestly felt like that and yes I was the lucky one to touch France but to be honest with you when you've you know you've been on the boat for well, we're like 13 well it'd be like 14 hours now it's like swim time of 13 and a half hours you just want someone to touch France 
because then you've done it. I, you, I, that's generally how I felt. Um, I didn't necessarily feel, you know, it wasn't kind of, you just do it for the team, you know, and whether that was you doing it because it's happened to be your leg or someone else does it, it's the team achievement. And I could have only, I only got there because of the other three. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, congrats, congratulations to you and the team. That's what an achievement that is. That you know, and that that will stay with you forever. But like I said yeah. at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I've been following your journey since you know we we used to kind of um, work together. You know, on on your swimming back yeah. in back in the um, sort of nearly what eight nine years ago. Been following your journey ever since there. And it's uh, I spoke to you at the lake a few months back before you moved away, and I. You definitely get the oh, I definitely get the impression that this isn't by no means like you've ticked this off and it's what's next. It's like, okay, you tick this tick this tick this off, but there's way more to come in terms of your swimming journey. And you know, it's not just a lifestyle. This is life now for you. And it's really nice to hear that you kind of you found this this peaceful yet um I don't know, like brave slash able to challenge yourself in a way that allows you to grow and yep. find out more yep. about yourself and grow this resilience and apply that to all the different areas of your life I think it's really wonderful and, and you know so the congratulations from me definitely comes for the swim but also for, for everything that's intertwined with that swimming relay as well that you've allowed yourself to kind of grow and you know nurture yourself which is which is really cool what you, you mentioned it just now what 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 is in the pipeline for you yeah so <laughs> and um Having said for years, even you know, during my training um, to my coach, to my team, um, that I'm never going to do a solo. I was like, that is, I'm not, no, not even going to think about doing that. And then um, it's quite, it's quite nice when people around you just sort of uh, let, let that hang in the air and almost to say, just wait, <laughs> just wait. You just need to give her a bit of time. And um, even during my training, I started to think maybe and that's the danger it's like maybe like the dangerous word um maybe and I remember saying to the team no definitely not going to do um a solo too much swimming and they said okay you need to that's not an excuse that we're going to believe from you you need to come up with a different one but um so that yeah the maybe started to sink in as I was doing the relay um I wanted to use the relay to just see like because you don't know like there were so many things I didn't know um you know even silly things like <clears throat> how are you going to feel swimming next to a boat how are you going to feel not actually seeing that much or anything you know um so you know there's a lot of things I just needed to experience and then see how I felt about that to then make my decision and when I got off the boat so finished our swim back into Dover get off the boat um and I turned to the pilot and you know we'd, we'd you know speaking to this guy for a long time to to get all this organized so I built up quite a nice relationship with him quite a nice friendship and I said to him that was a dream come true for me that was incredible and um he he said you've got a solo in you and I said yeah I'm, I want to come back I want to come back on this boat and it you know you can say well you know was that just the endorphins and was that what was happening well yeah maybe but then even you know the hours and the days and the weeks in the months now since that experience I cannot um, forget the feeling of the disappointment of not giving it a go that is 
that you know I have to give it a go because if I don't I'll be really disappointed I think well there's your answer there you've got to give it a go right oh yeah yeah uh, August uh, 2020 oh right okay yeah <laughs> yeah already booked in yeah it's booked oh nice yeah oh really cool so like this yeah. sort, of, sort of like the next chapter yeah and it goes back to what I said previously I don't at the moment know how I'm going to do it um but you'll find it. you'll find a way I'll find a way yeah yeah that's awesome I can't wow I'm really looking forward to following this one because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I well you know I, I know I do know a few fair few people that have swum the channel and it's one of those yeah. things that it doesn't come easy by any stretch no. and yeah. you have you have your ups and downs and you have to work your way through and the resilience that you've built so far will will, will really help you kind of push through the, those training days and qualifications etc that you're going to need yeah. to do the last thing I want to sort of touch upon is um you know the evolve pod is a lot a lot about you know well-being mm -hmm. yeah. and it, it seems like particularly the open water swimming and even more particularly the sea swimming and even like referencing back to moving to Brighton plays a huge part in not just who you are but keeping you sort of on the right balance of who you are in terms of your well-being is there anything you can kind of add to that as in what it really fundamentally brings you um what can i add yeah uh, it's really hard to articulate and, and i you know a lot of people sort of ask ask me this question um and it's hard to articulate I, and so i'll give you an example um I was having work was it yeah Monday Monday I was working from home uh really really you know quite a stressful day a few things happening thought right I need I'm having a lunch break you know um yeah, thought right I just need to have some time away uh from the screen from the computer I thought right I'm going for a swim um I thought I just I, I just need 10 minutes in the sea and everything like everything would be better and it it, it is almost for me a magic and even if you don't necessarily always have the best swims you know you could there's so many things that can you know not make it a good swim but you're I'm always pleased that I did it you know never come away thinking oh I wish I hadn't done that swim because even if it didn't go to plat like you know it I don't know what you know you maybe you didn't swim as far as you wanted to or you know there's lots of other things that you know might not have gone to plan for you um I still never regret doing it and I think it's just to me that's kind of like the magic to it um it just seems to fix me do you find with swimming particularly open well, again particularly sea swimming do you find there's a complete because you're so because you're literally immersed in the water you know yeah. you, you take running or playing tennis or whatever you know some of us choose to do for, as our kind of time out when you you know running a lot of people wear a watch that's connected to whatsapps and yeah. all this kind of stuff and listen to headphones and etc cetera, etc cetera. but when you're swimming you're so immersed in what you're doing it's a complete disconnect to reconnect yeah yeah you're so yeah you're so disconnected aren't you yeah there's no possible way you can be connected anything you're connected to is um, the water um wow. yeah i think that's uh, yeah that's a part to it and especially you know in our our lives now like you say everything you know you you're so connected you're so available mm. all the time for everybody mm. um yeah I think that's the other thing it's like swimming just disconnects me a bit 
um, and you just focus on what you're doing. And I think also probably because in the open water, you, you need to be focusing on what you're doing. Like where are you swimming? Um, what are you swimming into or towards or away from? Like, how, you know, think about what you're doing. And that probably like really brings you into the present moment, doesn't it? To say like, okay, what, you know, am I swimming into danger? Am I, you know, swimming too far away? Am I getting taken away by um, a current? You know, so even if, well, swimming in a lake or a river, like, pay, you know, you have to pay attention to what you're doing because otherwise it'd be really dangerous. Mm. So if someone is listening to the podcast and thinking, right, I want to get into a bit of, I want to get a bit of what Carmen's got. What would you advise them if they want to start out on their journey? I mean, would you advise the nighttime swim? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be your sort of your top three things to, to get what into they, open water swimming? Um, I think like define, define your relationship with it. You know, your relationship as a swimmer, your relationship with open water. Um, yeah. What, like what works for you? You know, if, if, uh, the cold water doesn't work for you and you just want to you know you want to swim in the summer and that's your open water swimming then that's yours you know own that I think find what works for you rather than what works for the people around you um you know if you're very keen on keeping like keeping an eye on all the data um you know how fast how far all of that then that's what works for you um so I think yeah and how do you get there just try stuff just have a go um I think you know it's part of what I've done is like I said you know don't say no to stuff get out of your own way and just um yeah you know try lots of different things be that you know different clubs different pools swimming different water which I think then you know doing that actually probably is my third thing is that's what will build the confidence because for a long time I was very you know I was quite petrified swimming in you know um the river in Abingdon um you know but you know swimming in different water and building up that confidence will then probably help you understand what kind of swimmer you are what swimmer you want to be I really like that phrase of get out of your own way yeah I yeah. like that that's really nice but well, Carmen I think yeah well I've really really loved this I think it's been amazing to to well to, for me to reconnect with you as well um through the pod and I think you know your story so far is it's so rewarding to to listen to and I'm really proud to have played a little part in yeah. you know where where you are now that means means a hell of a lot to me and uh yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing your your future and and where this can take you because you know once you do the channel what's next after that well we'll see we'll maybe, get, maybe get you back on in 2025 and yeah, see, yeah. see what's next see what, yeah um but I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast it's um it's been really really cool and I, I know this story is going to go and reach some people that will take a lot of inspiration from you know where you've managed to come from to where you are now and, and what the future holds for you and I think people can take a lot from that to help inspire themselves and and help them get out of their own way as well um so yeah thank you thank you so much no thank you Ali yeah and I'd say yeah at the beginning you know you um from when we first met and the the swimmer that I was uh back then um or you know swimmer in you know uh yeah uh, uh, open quote but um you know the swimmer that I was the swimmer that I am now um you know I think you probably I, I don't know maybe you could you could see something that I hadn't yet been able to see myself um and yeah it's, yeah it's um yeah it's normal it's life and I love it
I think it might be the same thing that the the, the pilot of the boat saw. You know, just yeah. saw that saw that saw that inner drive and ambition that's there to 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 keep you going, to keep thriving. Yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, thank thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. And guys, for the listeners, if you want to get in touch, I'm going to put Carmen's uh, Instagram handles and things on on the show notes. And yeah, feel free to get in contact. If you've got any questions you want to follow up with Carmen about open water swimming, then don't hesitate to get in touch with me and I can forward them on to her or directly through through Instagram. Um, she's more than happy. She's nodding her head. <laughs> more than happy for anyone to get in touch. Um, and if you like the content, you know, it's always really beneficial for us if you can share it, um, leave a review, etc. I'd really, really appreciate that. And I've uh, just lined up some more content for the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to bringing you a couple more episodes soon. So look after yourselves, keep smiling. And for today, keep swimming. Cheers, everybody. We'll speak to you soon.